Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a A couple couple of park hoppers. Lots of news and announcements came from this weekend's Disney Parks Experiences and Products panel at the D23 Expo in California. We're going to break down what we consider the magical, the meh, and the misses from Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and beyond. Right now, let's Let's hop to it. it. guessing that a lot of you recognize that music. You recognize that music? Yeah, that's the theme song from Happily Ever After at Walt Disney Resort. Yeah? If you're anything like me, you just flash back to standing up on Main Street watching the sky light up over Cinderella Castle. Well, you know what? Let's get started with announcement right off the bat. Just for you, our biggest fans, I am so excited to share that next year, we're gonna bring back the Happily Ever After anthem. I know you guys love this stuff. I know it, I love it too. Damn it. I have I cried. I've <laughs> cried so many times over this today. It's not even funny. Like, I this is like a giveaway. We'll go through it again when we talk about Walt Disney World. But um, they kicked. This is the way they kicked off the parks panel, and just to have a little frame of reference, I was sitting on the couch, and I turned off. Bridgerton because I started watching Bridgerton and I was like oh, I'm in the last episode so interesting. I'm on the last episode like okay I'm going to turn over to the parks panel and I turn it on right before this starts and as soon as I hear this music I start crying <laughs> just like and I, it's funny because I was at work and you were at home and I was like hey you should throw on the live stream and live tweet it and do Facebook posts and all that fun stuff. And well, I, I was going to do that anyway, but yeah, I, I was kind but of... I was reminding you that it was on. But I was like caught in a Bridgerton marathon. I figured you were <laughs> deep diving into Bridgerton. <laughs> uh, but I was telling you that Josh Amaro was about to start, so turn it on because you never know what's going to happen. And <laughs> I did not know it was going to happen, but what a way to kick it off. So like I heard it. I heard you know, uh, the, the music. Yeah. And I start crying immediately. <laughs> and then I pick up my phone cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, if they announce it, I'm gonna have to tweet this. And I can, I'm, my hands are shaking. <laughs> and as soon as he said that line, I screamed, Oh my God, at the top of my lungs and Simba like levitated from the couch because <laughs> he was asleep and he looked at me like, what in the world are you making these noises? That's so funny. It was, but like it was, and then I was just crying and then I text you and I text the group and oh, I'm just so glad to have it back. However, um, well, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So, yes, Josh DeMauro, the chairman of the Disney Parks Resorts and 
experiences, I think is his title. Um, the guy that's in charge of all the parks, basically. Um, Mr. Handsome. He yeah. did He did uh, the D23 panel this year. Um, I believe it's his first one because the last time that we had D23 for real, um, Bob Chapek was the guy in charge of the parks. Oh, yeah. So I'm pretty sure this was Josh's first, like, Parks panel at D23, and he's such a great speaker. You know, he did such a great job. Uh, but we're going to break down kind of everything that he talked about um, at the Disney Parks Experiences and Products panel or DPEP, as they call it. Um, we are going to break down everything he talked about from uh, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, and even Disneyland Paris, Shanghai Disneyland, and Hong Kong Disneyland had some really cool announcements as well. So we're going to kind of break that down and kind of give our, our quick opinions on, on each item because there's a lot to talk about. Right. So here's the thing, guys. We're going to kind of let you know our feelings about it if we feel any sort of way about any of these things. And if we don't really have anything to say, we're probably just going to say, Ooh, wow. Cool. Yeah, Next. <laughs> exactly. Cause some of the things are cool, but they're just kind of self-explanatory, even if we're, you know, right. Excited about them, but let's go ahead and get started. Where would we like to start? Um, I would say Do we want to start at Walt Disney World, correct? Uh, yes. Let's start at Walt Disney World. So just so you guys know, if you've never watched the parks panel, they do jump around. Um, so they did announce some things at specific parks, like domestic parks, and they would circle back around. But we're not going to do that to you. We're, we're going to go ahead and talk to you about everything going on in a specific location and then move on. Yeah, of course. So uh, one of the first things that they mentioned for Walt Disney World here in Orlando, Florida, is that the original cast, everybody who was in that movie... Uh, Princess and the Frog is returning to reprise their roles for Tiana's, Tiana's Bayou Adventure on both coasts, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Um, very, very exciting that uh, Anika Noni Rose, she's a digi Disney legend. She's the voice of Tiana. She's lending her voice to the ride. Same with Lewis, Mama Odie. Um, I, I assume Jim Cummings will uh, maybe make an appearance. I, he didn't. They didn't mention him, but that doesn't mean he might not right, be right. in it. So, but they but they basically said that the original cast, everybody is back, which is really cool. And yeah. it, it's not just going to be weird imitations. It's going to be like the actual people from the film. So, you know, it makes it that much more authentic. They did also um, mention a little bit about how the ride was going to be. And I, I don't know if you had heard this part, but basically um, Tiana and her friends need an ingredient to finish cooking for the, uh, the party. And we're basically going to go with her on this adventure to get this special ingredient. Oh, very cool. Very so cool. Uh, they, they went a little bit more into detail, uh, but I'm very excited about this ride. And I think having the original voices, like the cast, brings a, an awesome authenticity to it. For sure. For sure. Um, maybe if the ingredient is underground, they'll have to dig a little deeper. Or a little deeper. if it's a like a spooky ingredient, maybe they'll have to visit their friends on the other side. Mm, I think it'll be really fun. Yeah, very very excited about that ride. Um, yes, I know it's replacing Splash Mountain, but I'm very excited for it. I just wish that I, I hate that it's like divided because yeah. I feel like I I'm, I can understand that your sad Splash Mountain is going away, but man, am I so excited about this ride coming? So like. 
you can be both, I think. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, you want to hit the next one? Yeah. So, as we stated at the beginning, Happily Ever After is returning to Magic Kingdom next year. Yay! Now, I do want to uh, point out the the wording uh, yes, that they did Yes, this is very, use. very interesting wording. I didn't notice it at first because of all the hype when, as soon as Josh DeMauro said Happily Ever After is coming back, everybody just started freaking out like Danny said she, I she didn't did. even realize it till way later. We posted a TikTok and somebody commented and they were like, Happily Ever After isn't coming back. And I was like, yeah, it is. But it is. And then I, and then I kind of read the wording and I was like, okay. Uh, so I'm going to read it to you. First off, Disney Parks account tweeted, just announced next year the popular anthem Happily Ever After will play again when an updated nighttime spectacular returns to light up the skies over Cinderella Castle at Walt Disney World Resort in 2023. It's interesting to me that they use the word anthem so much. I've got one more um, oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. example, I, just so you can kind of hear. Dazzling additions to Magic Kingdom Park, ready to begin. And this is on Disney Parks blog. Those words will fill the air with the popular anthem, happily ever after when an updated nighttime spectacular lights up the skies at Magic Kingdom Park in 2023. Yes. The use of the word anthem is the one that really kind of... And updated nighttime spectacular. It tingles my ear. Weird. Here, here's <laughs> what here's where I'm thinking this like lands. I'm thinking that what you said earlier, that uh, we are going to bookend this on both ends with happily ever after. I think that they are going to have still have some of the meat and potatoes in the middle. Um, but I think they're going to mix it up. I think they might add things like Encanto, mm-hmm. Coco, Frozen 2. Um, I think that we're going to see a little bit of kind of, I don't know, they're going to mix it up. And they're obviously, obviously going to <laughs> update the projections. Yes, the projections were definitely not as good as Enchantments uh, and not as clear as Enchantments projections. So they're definitely going to update those, you know, make them like super high definition or whatever they call projection clarity. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> but yeah, like Danny said, I was saying to her earlier, I think that because they use the word anthem, it's not going to be the exact same show oh, that it no. used to be. It's going to be a happily ever after sandwich where you're going to get this part that you can hear in the background, the opening of happily ever after again, and then the ending of happily ever after again. He goes, and so our story comes to an end. Like that whole thing. I would like I think to we're think gonna get that they're that smart too. enough to do that. Correct. And it's going to end the same way. I think Tinkerbell is going to come out at the same point during Happily Ever After because that was such an amazing build up to her flying out. That's one thing yeah. that Enchantment sorely lacks is the build up <laughs> to Tinkerbell flying out. Um, but I think everything in the middle might get adjusted a little bit. They might keep you know certain segments, but... I think it's going to be like a happily ever after 2.0. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Walt himself always said that Disneyland will never be complete. Same so with Disney World. Things happen. Changes happen. We need to accept that. But I think my favorite part about this is the fact that going on all of the social media accounts, no one is sad that Enchantment is leaving. <laughs> yeah, Zero right. people. Right. I am Let, a little bit sad about something else, but we'll get to that. I just wanted to point that out. I know you guys have heard me rant and rave about Enchantment. Um, I'm not the only one. I'm just the only one who might have a you microphone. Know, a microphone <laughs> <laughs> and, and somebody who allows me to rant. Yeah. Um, I put up with it. 
Oh, you laughed really hard when I finally let that go on behind the mic. I did. So, I did. Um, but the fact that Happily Ever After is returning, I'm very excited to <laughs> see this happen. I will also say that when it first got announced, I was like, yeah. And then I read all that wording and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what if they mess it up? What are they going to do? <laughs> like, what if they mess it up? And I started panicking. And I was like, hang on a second. They went back and fixed Enchantment because they knew how bad it was. Right. They know they can't smudge this up. Agreed. Agreed. So just, just saying that in the most G-rated terms right now. So sticking with Walt Disney World, let's head over to Tomorrowland for a very special announcement that everyone has been kind of waiting for. And that is we have another time frame <laughs> for for Tron Light Cycle Run, the, the ride that is six years in the making. Um, Tron Light Cycle Run was announced to be opening in spring of 2023. At this point, these little tracks like should fly off and let me fly around Magic Kingdom. They should be that advanced. Honestly, though. <laughs> uh, spring 2023 is the date range that they gave. That could mean literally anything from mid-February to Memorial Day weekend. Mm. Who knows? Uh, but we are sitting here in September of 2022, and we're still at least most likely six months away from riding Tron Light Cycle Run, which would put it at around the six-year mark of construction, which is insane. Houses get built faster than this. Um, there's another park in Orlando that's building an entire park faster than that. SeaWorld has built two roller coasters yeah. before this. Yeah, like, honestly. Or three. I and don't know. A lot. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how long this is taking. But we're all really excited for it. I can't wait to get <laughs> on it myself. The Josh tomorrow showed a video of himself on in like a test ride. And it looked really fun. How happy did he look? Oh, my God. So happy. Like when... Maybe they, he's just relieved that it's almost done. <laughs> no, but <laughs> like... He's bugging him about it. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh. I mean, it, uh, it looks so good. This is just the best example of delayed gratification because it is taking so long for this to happen. Yes, but yes. It, it will be an awesome ride when it does happen. Absolutely. In, in spring of 2023. Well, next good. is going to be... Uh, coming over to your favorite ride, the Haunted the Mansion. The Haunted Mansion. And they did announce that the Hatbox Ghost is going to be added to the Haunted Mansion sometime next year. I'm really excited about this because, A, we've never been to Disneyland and I've never seen the Hatbox Ghost in person. Hatbox Ghost is super iconic. We actually bought an art piece at Festival of the Arts two years ago featuring the Hatbox Ghost because I really liked the art piece. Yeah. But it kind of felt weird because I'd never been there. But now he's coming to Walt Disney World, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, so this is something that I've always wanted to see at Disneyland, but now that we're going to have it here, I think I'll have like a special place in my in my heart for one more happy haunt. Wait, does that mean there will be a thousand haunts? Do, or do they take one out? Ooh, that's a good call. I don't know. Maybe the Hatbox Ghost will be number 1,000. I don't know. I'm, now I'm so curious. That's an interesting point. That's an interesting <laughs> thing you bring up there. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of that. But I don't know. I'm so curious. Um, all right. The next one I have feelings about. Same here. You want to go over this one? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so Harmonious, you know, the show that we love so much. We, we rave about love. it. Um, our most popular YouTube video. Yeah. Is a, show, <laughs> a video of this show. Um, I was perplexed by the announcement that Harmonious will be replaced 
with a new nighttime spectacular for 100 Years of Wonder, the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company, at Epcot um, in 2023. I was quite baffled by this. A, because they didn't go into detail on how new we're talking here. Are we talking just new art and pyro and leaving the barges? Or are we talking like, see you later, barges? People hate these things during the day, so let's get rid of them. I don't know. But I really love Harmonious, and I'm going to be really sad when it's gone because in all likelihood, it's probably gone for good. So here's the thing, and this is just my feelings about it. When he was talking about this, he was showing Harmonious and like barge things on the screen. Okay. So I don't think that the barges are going away. Good. That's just my take because I think that had they, if that was the plan, I think there would have been some concept artwork, artwork without the barges that was making it clear. Sure, yeah, I We get that. hear you. I think there's probably a mixed bag in terms of like what they hear about yeah. the show because we love it. Everybody we know loves Harmonious. And I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I think that it's a select few keyboard warriors, Epcot purist, uh, negative Nancys who do talk about it and don't like it. So shove it, you negative <laughs> Epcot Nancy purists. That didn't make any sense, but shut up. The barges <laughs> are amazing. Um, here is what I think is going to happen. I think the barges are going to stay put exactly where they are. It's going to be all new art, all new music, all new pyro, but it's going to be more of like a way better Epcot forever. Um, I think you might be right. I think because Epcot 40, 40th anniversary is also next year. Yeah. Plus the 100th years, 100 years of wonder. It's the 100th anniversary, so they're changing the show. But I think people really liked Epcot forever, but it was so minimal because it was just a temporary holdover show um, for Harmonious. But I think people really liked the aspect of, you know, hearing classic Epcot, hearing veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit, and hearing. Walt Disney talk about Epcot. I right. think that is going to be something that is going to be a huge hit if that's what they're going for with the new show. I just love Harmonious so much. Same. Like it is by far the best thing on property right now. Um, and I just, I would hate to see it go. I also feel like they're taking it away because they said that Harmonious and Enchantment were going to be for like the 50th right. for 18 months. And as much as I love Harmonious, if we have to give that up for something new to get rid of Enchantment, then it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm not loving the idea of getting rid of, of Enchantment because I. I love that show. But if, if we're going to get this Epcot show that I'm dreaming up in my head, then I'm, I'm very much okay with that. Yeah, as long as they meet the same energy that they did for Harmonious. Right, exactly. Want to go to the next one? Yeah. Um, so next is going to be a figment meet and greet. We'll open at Epcot in 2023. What does that mean? We don't know because they're still dreaming it up is what they said. <laughs> I have. It's still in their imagination, if you will. Um, <laughs> I have some thoughts about this. I don't think it's going to be the same as it was with Dreamfinder. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not going to be Dreamfinder because I Dreamfinder is not featured anywhere in the current iteration of the ride now they made it sound like he would be kind of like around the park not like in a specific spot 
here's what I think is going to happen. And this was an, uh, an unbelievable bait and switch by Josh tomorrow <laughs> during the, the presentation of this segment. Basically, he was like, talking about characters, you, we know you love this character at Epcot. And everybody immediately knew that he was talking about Figment. And people have been begging for a refurbishment of oh, Journey into Imagination for so long. And everybody was so excited to hear that, that he was going to announce a refurbishment. And they were like, you can meet Figment. And it's like, ah! Everybody you was can like... hear a collective groan. <laughs> but I'm excited for it. And here's what I think is going to happen. Because it's not coming till like later next year. I think there's a reason for that. I think it's not going to be, you know, like the weirdly sized, you know, how like Olaf is small in the movies, oh, but gosh, he's like no. taller than everybody. I think they're working on an amazing animatronic. I would 100% agree with that. In And so he might be meeting like where um, Wreck-It Ralph and uh, Vanellope <gasps> currently meet. Oh, wow. And you might That's like stand on a table or next to a table with figment on it. Kind of like with BB-8? Exactly. Or like when they did the Baby Groot and Star-Lord meet and greet for like yeah. five seconds. Um, something like that. A little bit bigger than Baby Groot, obviously. But I think that's kind of what we're going for here because they're waiting for so long. And he said something. I forget exactly what the quote was, but he was like, our Imagineers are dreaming up this opportunity for to begin late next year. How big do you think Figment is? I would guess like a couple feet. See, I think Maybe he's like, like two feet. I think he's like symbolized. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, standing on his hind legs, like two feet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's what I think is going to happen. If that's the case, that's really cool, and they're going to you know put some effort into it. But again, this is all speculation. We're just going by the words that Josh Tomorrow said at the uh, the Deep Pep panel. Just a little like side note, they are so like I know they know that they could do something big with Figment because. What happened when they sold those, like, Oh, my God, popcorn the popcorn buckets, yeah. I didn't even bother trying after a while because I was just like, y'all sell out every day. One, we don't need a popcorn bucket. Two, I wanted to get one for my mom, but she, like, doesn't, <laughs> she wouldn't have been, like, crazy excited about a popcorn bucket. Right. Especially one that, like, I was going to wait seven hours in line for. Like, it just, <sighs> they, my whole point is, they have something that they can do something amazing with and big and they 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 can do more yes. with it and they should. But I digress. I am excited to meet Figman. I think it's going to be really fun. Your mom's going to get a kick out of that. Oh, so much. <laughs> so, so much of a kick. Um, well, we're going to stay in Epcot for the next announcement. And this is kind of exciting and actually sooner, honestly, than I thought it would be. But the Journey of Water inspired by Moana and a new building called Communicore Hall will be open in late 2023. Um, there was a, uh, we learned earlier in the week, so we're not going over all the panels from D23, we're going over one parks panel. Um, and one of the things that came out earlier in the week was that there is going to be a 16 foot Tafiti. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I hope that you can see it when you're flying over Epcot because how hilarious would it be if somebody <laughs> looked out the window and was like, "Yeah, I see a person in the ground. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be so gorgeous. I think it's going to be so much fun. Um, I don't think Moana gets nearly enough love and I'm so Especially excited to visit this. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for that. The rock work has, has begun. There's lots of stuff going on. 
Um, so very, very excited. I'm not entirely sure what Communicore Hall consists of. Um, haven't really researched into that too much, but the journey of water is inspired by Moana. Very, very, very excited about that. Yes. Um, real quick before we move on to what they are calling the blue sky uh, <laughs> ideas, yeah. which are very interesting, and I want to discuss that. Um, one notable omission, and this is a miss as we were talking about. Oh, this is a, a total miss. This one, is one of the main things I wanted to know about. We need to know. How close are you to the reopening of Phantasmic? How in the blue heck <laughs> do you not tell us when Phantasmic is opening again? How in the steamboat, Willie, don't we know? How? <laughs> How? I, they, they just released a whole bunch of stuff on Disney Parks' social media that cast is back and they're training and they're rehearsing and blah, 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 blah. How do you not have an opening date? How? I, I will say one thing. As we were getting closer to my birthday, which is on September 29th, we're going to a Halloween party. Uh, I was like, what if they announce it to open on my birthday? And that's the one day that I cannot go. Unless they announce it like tomorrow, that's not going to happen. Please don't put that into that's the universe. <laughs> um, but even then, like, I feel like that would be like, I think it's going to be af after October. But I don't understand why you didn't give us a date. If you're announcing things for 2023... Like, and, and 2024. Like, can you give us something, anything? I yeah, just, I don't get it. I, all we know is it's going to be this year. Um, when they were, they had like a... That's at least what the app says. No, no. So during, there was a part at the very end where Josh Tomorrow was saying like, look at all these things we're doing. 2022, swoosh. 2023, swoosh. And every swoosh was like all the stuff that's happening in that particular year. And it went 2022, 23, 24. And in 2022, the first button says Fantasmic Returns to Walt Disney World. Got it. So we know it's happening. And it's close to... Tell us when. It's close to soon <laughs> because it was the very first little button on the list. But as soon as we know, y'all will know. Exactly. We promise. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I want to discuss this blue sky section with you because this was a very odd choice to me to put this into the D23 Expo presentation. Yeah. Um, there are so many things that are officially announced throughout the Disney parks that are coming. You know, all over the world, all the Disney parks have things that are coming. You know, for the most part, what's coming to Epic Universe. You know... A lot more than you know than you don't know, I guess, because usually you don't get a peek behind the curtain with all the imagineering stuff. Right. This presentation or this part of the presentation was really weird to me because they basically gave you a peek behind the curtain that was so early they're not willing to tell you that it's confirmed. So just to kind of clarify the way this was presented. Um, Josh Damaro had two other people come out um, and he was like, we know that, you know, yeah, one, you love this. Now imagine if it could be like this. Yeah. But like it was weird because I was texting you in, in real time and I was and I was telling you different things. I was like, oh, they 
they're saying this for like Dino Land and this for another place. Right. And I was like, but they're not confirming it. I'm so confused. And <laughs> right. that's all I kept saying to you. I was like, I'm so lost. Well, he prefaced the entire part of the of the presentation with like, this is stuff that we're dreaming up. And yeah. it's not confirmed. <laughs> and everybody's joking that this was the what if with Josh tomorrow. Literally, <laughs> what if. Um, but just to go over these uh, kind of like the, because they talk for like 15 or 20 minutes and we're just going to give you the compressed version. Yeah, exactly. Um, Magic Kingdom expansion concept art. Real quick, before you say that. Um, they basically started this part with saying, you know, over by Big Thunder Mountain, yeah, all that behind space it. behind Big Thunder Mountain, what if this stuff might go there? Right. And here we go. Magic Kingdom expansion Magic Kingdom expansion concept art. Theme lands for Coco, Encanto, and Disney villains are in early development for Magic Kingdom. But it was like more like what Bill said, like, you know that space over there? Wouldn't it be kind of cool if, if something to, was there? Yeah, <laughs> if you could go to this little town in Mexico and everybody immediately knew it was Coco. And then they were like, what if Casita was over there and you could go through the house? It was like, what if you could celebrate the dead, Day of the Dead yeah. with the cast of Coco? Right. And what if you could walk through Casita? Yeah. And just like, it was kind of like, okay. And then they were are like, you, are you going to confirm it? What or about like, Disney villains? You want to see them? We love Maleficent. <laughs> it's like, yes, we do. But is it actually going to happen? Or are you just kind of filling time? Like, wouldn't it be nice if <laughs> yeah, these right. were real things? Yeah. Then you wouldn't have to wait so long. I thought <laughs> that it was such a weird choice to do such a long presentation on oh this. Gosh, it was so long. I was so confused watching it live. Because, good Lord, the Disney like online audience is borderline insufferable when it comes to things that are announced and then not happening and you know stuff like that. obviously covid happened and it, it's a thing but the people the way people react to these type of things is a little over the top sometimes and if this stuff doesn't happen we're never going to hear the end of it here's the thing when it comes to this kind of stuff i don't even go on twitter i was on twitter today this is the most time i've spent on twitter in maybe a year yeah um because I stick to TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. And even Facebook, I I've kind of have blocked myself from all the groups because it can get really like, people get really like poo-pooey about everything. But before we move on, what is the second what if? It is, um, th so the same folks, it was Josh Damara, it was Jennifer Lee, who's uh, the director of Frozen and a bunch of other movies. Um, and then the, of somebody from Imagineering, I can't remember his name, but... He, the three of them were on the stage and then they were like let's go over to Animal Kingdom and let's talk about our beloved Dinoland USA and what can we do with that area so they basically said R.I.P. Dinoland right. um, but they were talking about what if this was there and what if that was there and the two that they oddly came up with to me and the first one sort of makes sense but the second one doesn't really at all um, Zootopia was the first one that they came up with and I get it because, yeah, it's a world of animals. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly what Zootopia is. But it's like animals with human tendencies. So like animals driving police cars and like animals in courthouses and, you know, in DMVs. Well, it was funny because on <laughs> like, what? since I was on Twitter, I saw some funny stuff. I tried to not really read anything because people are horrible. 
Um, or people are just negative for no reason, in my opinion, on right. Twitter. Um, but uh, one of the things somebody said was, why does Zootopia replacing Dino Land feel like a threat? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I mean, I get it because you want to put an, another IP in, in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's odd that you would pick like the somewhat obvious choice that shouldn't be the choice, if you know what I mean. Because it's it is animals. It's all animals. But they're living like humans. Are we gonna have like, like animatronics and like cop cars going around Animal Kingdom now? I find that so odd. Moana would make way more sense. I I don't know if I agree with that. And that's what I was saying. The second one I think makes no sense. I understand that you know her. She's one with nature and the water. It makes and... way more sense than Zootopia, though. But does it? I don't think Avatar belongs in Animal Kingdom, so I don't know if I'm the right person to ask. <laughs> because the the way Jennifer Lee described it was odd to me because she never really mentioned animals until she said something about um, exploring animals in the deep sea or the deep beyond or whatever it was from Moana. I was like, when aside from Tomatoa, who did who do we meet from the deep blue beyond or whatever i don't know maybe it'll have to do like with the ocean so odd to me i know the whole thing was just like i (laughs) i told i I remember texting you and being like they won't just spit it out and that's because they never did no they didn't so basically in a nutshell uh for this part it was what if wouldn't it be fun maybe this could happen on to the next (laughs) yeah um it was an odd choice uh, for me, in my opinion, it was a very, very um, bold choice to go this route because so much can change with ideas. And if you're putting if you're putting this stuff out there to get people excited, I get that. But if you stray from this at all, it's not a good look. Why would you show anything about anything? If it's not going to happen. I mean, the reality is, did they just not have enough to talk about? That's what it feels like, honestly. And they were just kind of being like, look at, let's show them some concept art is what it felt like. But everybody, we're we're all chomping at the bit for more information in terms of what's going to come to our beloved parks. Correct. And so it, they probably didn't anticipate that we would all be so like, you know, just, you know, what is it? When, When can it happen? why why aren't you confirming it yeah. so but I don't know. anyway i am ready to move on to the next thing yeah so let's hit the water um, yeah, let's, let's move on it. to disney cruise line so right what we're actually going to do guys is we're going to go through some of the smaller um i guess yeah, not chunks. disneyland and not <laughs> walt disney world yeah so we're going to um start with some of the the uh pieces that won't bullet take points we wanted to touch yeah on. won't take as much time yeah. so Let's start with Disney Cruise Line. Yeah. So we've never been on a Disney cruise. We're going to go on a Disney cruise at some point. I'm pushing Danny to do so. Yes, we will go on a Disney cruise at some point. Yes. Um uh, now the next Disney Cruise Line was announced, the the ship, and that is going to be adventure themed. The video looked awesome. They had a uh, Aladdin and Jasmine, uh, you know all over the place and a lot of it is themed to um aladdin and jasmine in like in the main area and they named it the disney treasure yes the disney treasure this is the sixth ship in the disney cruise line fleet um there were four for a long time and then very recently in july 
the Disney Wish made her maiden voyage. Um, very, very exciting time uh, for the Disney Cruise Line company because they're just going to be churning out these ships now. And there's so many people who are dying to get back on vacations. Um, so these these cruise ships launching and, you know, they're, the original four or the, the the older four plus the Wish are already in uh, in motion and out sailing right now. And then they didn't give a time frame on the Disney Treasure. But I really, really do like the way that the atrium looked, like the main room very when you walk in. It was very Aladdin-esque, almost like a Cave of Wonders type yeah. feel because Disney Treasure and you know, all the treasure that was in the Cave of Wonders. It was a very Cave of Wonders type feel for me. And they all have a main, like a statue in the atriums of the ships. And the statue was Aladdin Abu on the carpet. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. So very, very exciting news about Disney Cruise Line. Uh, More to add to the Cruise Line news is that Disney Cruise Line will now sail to Australia and New Zealand for the first time. Um, The Disney Wonder, I believe, is what they announced. uh, One of the older ships is actually going to be doing cruises to New Zealand and Australia um, like, like again, for the first time ever, that's super cool. Imagine going on a cruise to Australia. Can How I just fun say something? Be? Like, if I can yeah, go on, a, if I can go to a crew on a cruise to Australia, I want to go to one of my, like, I would love, love, love to go somewhere. And do you know what I'm going to say? Yes. What? The zoo. Yes, Steve Irwin Zoo. Yeah, it could be Robert Irwin um, and Bindi. I would love. And the mom. I would love to go to the zoo where all the Irwins work yeah, and to see them in shows and stuff and just like go and experience that yeah. zoo. It's like something that I have always wanted to do, but Australia is a little bit of a... It's a hike. It's just not high on my n- must get done list right it, now. It's like 18 hours worth of flying to get there. Never mind on a cruise ship. <laughs> it's going to be... A really, really long voyage. I don't know where it's going to sail out of. Probably nowhere near here. Probably from another country um, that you'd have to fly to first. But um, very, very exciting news that it's going to be going to Australia and New Zealand. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And then Josh Tomorrow showed some concept art and a uh, video that he flew out for (laughs) um, about Lighthouse Point. It's a new Disney Cruise Line destination, very similar to their current Castaway K um, in the Bahamas, where most of the ships um, have gone and continue to go. It's Disney's private island um, in the, uh, the Bahamas, Castaway K. But Lighthouse Point is going to be uh, a new destination for cruise ships to go. And it's very, very early in development, but you know, sometime in the next couple of years, that Lighthouse Point is going to be um, operational and very, very cool. Yeah. So that's going to be all for Disney Cruise Line. Yep. Next, we're going to go over to Disneyland Paris. <laughs> <laughs> it's a go. And the Ready? Disneyland Paris 30th anniversary celebration will officially end on September 2023. <gasps> what? After a new Pixar show debuts. Um, there were details and concept art were released for the new Tangled attraction. That's really cool. And promenade in Walt Disney Studios Park. And the royal transformation of the Disneyland Hotel in Paris will incru- include frozen rooms. I didn't mean to roll into all three of those yeah, back to back to back. Yeah, you just busted back. them out real quick. <laughs> Sorry. We'll talk about them a little bit. So uh, let's see. The Disneyland Paris, the 30th uh, anniversary celebration. Uh, I'm excited to that they have a new Pixar show debuting. Yeah. I don't think Pixar gets enough love in the parks. No. Uh, 
And I same for Tangled. Um, now, like I said, I'm watching Bridgerton mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. And a lot of times when they talk to each other, they're like, should we go out on a promenade? <laughs> and a promenade. Like a walk, you know? They, they go out on a stroll together so, like, society can see them. Yeah. And I'm... I'm I'm not much into that like these kind of shows, but I just fell into it. But it was funny because th- when they showed the concept art, it's just a really long like place to walk. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a walk in the pack, if you will. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, very very cool uh, news coming out of Disneyland Paris. I'd love to get over there someday. I'd love to go to all six Disney parks. We will at get some to point. all six Disney parks um, at some point in my life. I would like to do that. We'll get there. Um. Uh, Shanghai Disneyland over in China um, had a uh, set of concept art pieces released for their new Zootopia Land, which is makes the Animal Kingdom announcement even more interesting. Right. <laughs> because I know they're doing like full on Zootopia Land. Like they're going to have the police station, the courthouse, and like all that stuff is going to be there. They, they showed concept art and all that. I think it's so, so strange. I just don't understand what... What they're gonna go for so at Animal strange. Kingdom? So strange. Do you think it's because in in like places like Shanghai, they like get really really like into like some of the animal characters, like how um, there was, I'm trying to, I think it's in Shanghai. There was a new character that was a friend of Duffy that was released recently. Yes, she was a fox. Lita. Uh, Lena Bell. Lena Bell. Lena Bell. Lita's a wrestler. Oops. Yeah, Lena <laughs> with an N. Lena. So um, she, but like they were saying that over there, overseas, she's like a huge deal. Yeah. So what I wonder is it like Zootopia kind of like the same thing? Like those things kind of really blow up in a positive way? What do Maybe. you think? Um, Sure. Like, it seems like a culturally, like, they love Duffy, and Duffy is, like, not a thing here. Right. Yeah, nobody really knows what Duffy is here, unless you're, like, deep diving into the other parks. But um, we're very exciting for, you know, the folks over in Shanghai uh, for that stuff to be happening. Yeah. So... Uh, and we're going to hop and skip and a jump over to Hong Kong Disneyland, where I loved this first bullet point. Did you see the uh, the concept art for this? I did. I did. So Walt Disney is going to have another statue um, in Hong Kong Disneyland, and it's going to be a statue with him sitting uh, on a bench, and Mickey Mouse is on the bench standing right next to him. Mm-hmm. And this is supposed to kind of create Walt sitting with his daughters uh, watching the carousel prior to Disneyland ever being a thing. Right. Um, but that is kind of what inspired him to build Disneyland because he his daughters were having so much fun. So Walt sitting on the bench next to Mickey standing on the bench because he's little. Um, I think that's such a great you know homage to how everything started. And it really was all started by a mouse. Yeah, I love that. Well, next is going to be, uh, let's see... A new Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse statue is coming. Let's see. Is that the same thing? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. I think I made a typo. Oops. Um, And then, so yeah, they go for the third bullet point. Arendelle, World of Frozen will open in the second half of 2023. They did show some like video of this and the whole crowd just like audibly went. (gasps) It looks amazing. Like it looks so lovely and it makes me sad that it's not here (laughs) and that we're going to have to go to Hong Kong and 
learn different languages to yeah. really take it in the best way. And we will when we get there, but I wish we could go to it sooner rather than later. Right. Exactly. Um, so if we're just slapping random IPs in Epcot and Animal Kingdom now, let's, let's put a frozen land in somewhere. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do that. All but, right. So that kind of wraps up our bullet points from the other, um, you know, the international parks and Disney cruise line. So we're going to, uh, dive into our final section here, and those are the announcements from Disneyland Resort, um, which I thought had the best segment. It had the most. The most, the newest stuff in comparison to Walt Disney World, and some of the coolest, for sure. Um, starting first with a brand new meet and greet that a lot of people got excited about. And that is a meet and greet in Disneyland's Galaxy's Edge with the Mandalorian and Grogu. How cool is that? So this is really cool because during the live stream, they had uh, Mando come out and you couldn't see Grogu at first. His bag was closed and he turned away. And when he turned back, Grogu was in his bag. So and cool. he Grogu looks adorable. And I he think he moves and he blinks. It's not just like a stuffed animal. So this is going to be available in November for you to um, now. It um, I know they said meet and greet, but it it, it it almost made it seem like it's not. They might be walking around. He might be behind something. We're not exactly sure in what sense this is going to be right. just yet. Exactly. Um, my only thing is, why not throw. <laughs> A Mando and a Grogu over here, too. We got the same thing. Yeah, uh, that's what I don't understand, is why why are we getting all these extra things in Galaxy's Edge in California when there's literally a, a, a copy and paste Batu East in Florida? Um, I don't understand why these characters aren't meeting on both coasts and only in Walt Disney World and in Disneyland. Um Maybe they'll figure it out. Who knows? Yeah. And I will say, though, when they came on stage, they look fantastic. Oh, they look amazing. Now, speaking of meet and greets, we had another really cool meet and greet that made me go, what? Really loud and Simba levitated off the couch again. Um, and this was the Hulk Project Exo, the robotic exoskeleton meet and greet will start at Avengers Campus next week. Yeah. Now, so real quick, I do want to say um, they did have um, they did have a really interesting note about this. And it, Josh DeMauro made it clear, make sure you don't miss him because he's going to be there for a short time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's a test run and then they're going to bring him back. But they, they did not make it seem like it was going to be like he was going to always be there. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys remember, a couple of years ago, they trotted out on stage this thing called Project Exo, where it was basically an Imagineer was in this giant suit with these gigantic arms and like a, and a skeleton body around him. And he was moving controls with his hand, but like the big arms were moving. And you know I, we've discussed it on this show before. We thought immediately that would be a really cool opportunity to meet Wreck-It Ralph or Sully from Monsters, Inc. Or you know, Hulk the or Thanos. The, the big guys that can't move their elbows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but this proves here that this all along, at least first, was meant for the Hulk. Yeah. And you brought up the Hulk. And that is such a great call by you because I didn't think of that. Um, meeting the Hulk is 
super cool. The only thing that I found kind of weird was that he was in the um, end the, game, the, the the project uh, heist or whatever it was called, time heist. Um, those suits that they wore. He's in like that suit, so he doesn't. He's not like big and green. He's like in the suit. Um, but then the like the face shield part of the helmet was animated. So I'm curious if there's going to be like an animation like with like eyes moving around and a mouth moving around and audio coming out of the figure itself. I'm very curious to see how this meet and greet works. Yeah, I think it'll be evolving, but I thought it was really interesting that Josh tomorrow was like, don't miss him. Yeah. Like he's not going to be there for like, this is a test run. So go see him now. Right. Is what I heard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not out of his mouth. Just what, <laughs> just what I kind of took from that. Uh, well, next, um, speaking of the Avengers, the Avengers attraction, the one that, uh, this is the same one that kind of got scrapped, right? Uh, well, obviously it wasn't scrapped, but it was, it was an e-ticket attraction for Avengers Campus. Like, you know, e-ticket means like super amazing. Um, and this is not at all what I was expecting, but I'm really curious about it for sure. Um, So the new Avengers Campus multiverse attraction will feature King Thanos, who won in an alternate reality to Avengers Endgame. Now, what they kind of started this before they introduced it was saying, you know how much you guys love the multiverse that we introduced? Well, in one of those multiverses, Thanos wins. So Um, Avengers Infinity War. Oh, goodness. I have to I have to tell. (laughs) Yeah, I have to tell Katie to not listen to this episode. <laughs> You're fine. Not yet. You're fine. <laughs> anyway, so my sister needs to watch Endgame, by the way. So that's what's happening. Yes. Um, yeah. So years later. Yes, years later. So um, it's really really interesting concept to have something where the villain wins, and you need to go in and defeat him. Yeah. So does he win in the ride too? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know anything, but it was really interesting because they had like this concept art of Thanos where he has like a really spiky crown and spikes all over his shoulders. And, and a white beard. And Yeah, and a white beard. So a Thanos claws. Yeah. So <laughs> it should be... Uh, it should be interesting to see yeah. what that ride turns out to be. I'm curious what kind of ride system it's going to be. If it's going to be like a trackless ride system with like a bunch of screens and animatronics, kind of like Rise of the Resistance, or is it going to be like solely screen based, maybe like Soren, where you're kind of like flying around? I don't know. I'm really excited to see what they, uh, what the Imagineers cook up in that lab, if you will. Um, moving on to our next uh, topic over at Disneyland Resort, uh, we got an announcement that. The uh, Pacific Wharf area of Disney California Adventure Park is going to be reimagined into San Francisco from Big Hero 6. That is really cool. A, because it's basically San Francisco and Tokyo had a baby, uh, but it's already in California, which is really, really cool that San Francisco is coming to Disney California Adventure. Yeah, I think that's going to be really cool. But what they didn't announce is any sort of attraction. So I think it's mostly going to be sort of aesthetics and dining and that kind of thing. Uh, But I don't know if there's an attraction planned that's themed around Big Hero 6. They discussed some dining. Correct. But I don't, I'm not familiar with any of it. So none of it, I I just don't know anything about that dining. But 
it's going to be good, is what I think. Right. But... You're excited about this one. I am excited about this one. Run Disney will be returning to Disneyland Resort in 2024. Now, um, there has not been a race in Disneyland since 2017. Yep. And if you know anything about me, I've started doing the Run Disney races. I'm not very good at them. I really enjoy doing them. I'm hoping that by this January, um, you know, getting to run a race in the cold again. And now I'm more prepared, like with kind of like shoes and different things that I wear than I was the very first race I did, that it'll be way more enjoyable. But I would love to run a race at Disneyland. How cool would that be? That would be really cool. I have to say something, though. I have no chance of getting to that one in 2024. Why? Because... They've been waiting since 2017. We always try. I tried to get into the one this year, and I basically got I shut know, out. But at least try. I'll definitely try, but I I'm just saying I I will try, but oh I I don't know I don't know. But also, hopefully they'll bring multiple races back because it is cooler in California than in Florida. There's a reason there's a, a different race season here. Right. So I'm very excited about that. Um. I would like to eventually, hopefully sooner rather than later, get to run a run Disney race. <laughs> For sure. In California specifically. For sure. Uh, the next thing on our list was there were there was new concept art released for the Mickey's Toontown attractions, which includes California's version of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Very, very exciting for them over there in California. You know, Disney World has had it since March of 2019, just before the world shut uh, 2020 just before the world shut down uh but it's very very exciting for them to get the their version of mickey and minnie's runaway railway with a really really cute aesthetic on the outside it's not the great movie ride you know the the chinese theater it's the el capitoon theater which is um modeled after the al capitan theater uh where i believe it was snow white and the seven dwarfs was shown um Walt Disney's first animated picture, right? Um, so, but it's the El Capitoon Theater, so it's gonna be like a little more cartoony, and that's where we're gonna go um, join Mickey and Minnie for their premiere of uh, what I'm assuming is uh, the picnic, like they do for uh, the one here. So, very, very exciting about about that. So, uh, let's move on to the next one. Yeah, Paradise Pier Hotel will officially be renamed the Pixar Place Hotel and include a Finding Nemo splash pad. Yeah, so that's uh, that's really, really exciting. Um, Paradise Pier, um, I believe it was changed to Pixar Pier a little bit more recently. Yes. Um, so Pixar Pier, or Pixar Place Hotel being at Pixar Pier um, just fits. And the more uh, areas to stay on Disneyland property, the better. You know, there's only three hotels, I believe. Um, and they're really kind of hard to get into, and they're expensive. So um, the more the merrier out there. Very, very exciting. Yeah. Um, here is something that I know that you had a little bit of a point of contention on. Yeah. I have not heard the music yet. I did not see the performance. But a new Wondrous Journeys fireworks spectacular will debut at Disneyland next year. And what I gathered from reading a little bit is that it's going to pay um homage to all of the Walt Disney animation films. Right. So you heard the performance of the song or whatever the main song is going to be for Wondrous Journeys. What were your immediate thoughts? 
So my immediate thoughts about this is I would, I would take a wild guess and say that the same person who wrote the music for Enchantment wrote the music for Wondrous. Interesting. And here's the thing. It was live music, but it was not great. It was very boring, very bland, very vanilla. Um, And I like vanilla. Okay. So the problem is you don't want vanilla in a performance and i just really think that it feels like they are tapping people for some of this music and telling them what they want it to be and explaining to them what it should sound like but they're not tapping people who actually feel what the disney magic is supposed to be sure and that's just my opinion they just might be horrible composers (laughs) They, they missed the mark on Enchantment. And if it is the same folks, then I don't have high hopes. I mean, here's the thing. If if the person who did Enchantment is allowed to do anything else at Disney, y'all aren't doing your job right. <laughs> um, She's big mad about this. I'm still big mad about it. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we watched it the other night, and I'm like... You got your wish, though. I know, but I'm not as ragey about it. We enjoyed it the other night. I'm saying you got your wish. We're ready to begin. Yeah. Soon. I know. Very exciting. I know. I'm on a roller coaster of emotions. But here's the thing. It wasn't good. And the I, when I was on Twitter, of course, Twitter is the cesspool of social media. <laughs> sure and is. um I just the only thing that came out of it that was good was meeting each other. Somehow we we, we pulled each Fair. other out of that. Yeah. Um but Wondrous was not good. And here's it might be better recorded. It might be. So it was a live performance on the stage yes. of this song, correct? As far as I a like. Lo- a lot of times those those live performances don't translate well. Honestly, this was right after the 20 minutes of What If, and I was emotionally exhausted after the Happily Ever After announcement. I was just like, why is this song terrible? Why right. is this happening? Right. Um, I also wanted to note, we didn't talk about it, but this was the third performance during the par- the pa- Parks panel. Yes. So there was Jordan Fisher for Happily Ever After at the beginning. Mm-hmm. There were multiple songs from Tiana's Bayou Adventure, or at least sung by the character Tiana. Yeah, and Nikki um, Rose came out and sang. It was and cool. then Wondrous. It was just very interesting that they needed to fill so much space with live performances. There was also another performance, too, of... Uh, it was into the unknown, wasn't it? With yes. uh, in like three different languages. I think I was because like, of all the frozen lands that are popping up. I think that's when I started to make our TikTok. So I was like, yeah. I don't understand these words. Uh, <laughs> it was they, beautiful, uh, yeah. but yes, there were four performances. Wow, that's insane. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, Paris, Hong Kong, and Tokyo. So it was like Japanese, Chinese, and French. Right, and it was it was lovely. I totally forgot about that though. Um, but anyway, Wondrous was thumbs down for me yeah so um but but we're not going to base our opinions on a fireworks show from a live performance at d23 we're not going to do that we're We're not going to do that yeah what we're going to say is the live version left much magic to be desired give it a chance i'll give it a chance but uh i'm just saying it left much magic to be desired sure um for Disneyland, uh, the 100th year of Wonder, uh, the 100th year of the Walt Disney Company, there's going to be new platinum decorations and character costumes. 
Um, interested to see what they look like. I did not see if there was any concept art or anything like that. Um, but platinum is, you know, that kind of like chrome, like silvery look. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what those um, what those costumes and the decorations look so like. So they're going to spice up everything. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Um, here's one that really... Um, this is going to make you excited. Y- well, yeah, to a point, because I've always wanted to see World of Color. Um, I want to go out to Disneyland and see World of Color like really badly, um, especially now that I know that it's changing. Um, and it probably won't be changing back after this because they're not just going to keep doing these celebrations and putting out these shows and then be like, now we're going to rewind to what it was before. Like They're not just going to keep doing that. Happily Ever After is probably the only exception when it comes to that rule. Right. Um, so the original World of Color is sounds like it's going away, but a new World of Color called One um, is going to be featuring Coco and Kanto and more and will debut at Disney's California Adventure Park. Um, World of Color is a bucket list item for me. I love fountain shows i love the aesthetic of the dancing water and the and the uh the water screens and the music and the fire and the pyro and you know i just i i love it i think it's amazing the closest thing we've ever gotten here to world of color is probably harmonious um or the lagoon show at uh, universal studios florida here's what i just realized water shows don't do it for me character meet and greets don't do it for you yeah yeah. We're very different in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their thing. You like know, some some things you like, some things you don't like. We're different people. Yeah. They're, and Opposites we agree attract if you will. <laughs> we agree on a lot of things, but it's just it's funny hearing you when you say that cuz I'm like I I could go either way. Like, but I am very excited to see more um, like Coco and Encanto added into things. Yeah, for sure cuz that music from Coco and the music from Encanto is just Next level spectacular. Yeah. They knocked those movies soundtracks out of the park. Now so speaking yes. of knocking it out of the park. So real quick, let me kind of preface it and then you can announce it. Okay. Um, we have been talking about this for a very, very long time. <laughs> this thing debuted two weeks before the world shut down. And literally, this has been a point of contention between Danny and I, because I'm dying to go to Disneyland. I want to go to the OG. I want to go check out all the dark rides and, and their Fantasmic and World of Color. And um, just I want to get out to the original and check out all the rides that we don't have here. Um, but one thing that Danny kept saying anytime I brought up a, t- a trip to Disneyland was, I'm not going out there until this thing returns. And finally... Finally, we could start Hang planning. On. This was also before they brought back the other parade. I yes. was saying that. <laughs> yes. And finally, we can freaking start planning our trip to Disneyland because yes. this thing is coming back. And what is that? It's magic happens. It's coming back. <laughs> if you don't know what magic happens is. I've never seen it in, in person before. <laughs> <laughs> so let us tell you a little bit of a story here. So Magic Happens is both a daytime and a nighttime parade With at Disneyland. Magic Happens Mickey. And so it is a beautiful parade during the day, and it's even more beautiful at night because it's the, the lighting and everything is just stunning. But they have Magic Happens Mickey, which is like kind of like a 50th anniversary slash Sorcerer Mickey combo. Oh, the colors if you will. are just, the colors are my aesthetic. Like like a light, like shiny blue. Like 
like a galaxy colors almost is yeah. what people call them. Yeah. And um, there's a whole dance troupe at the beginning that looks like Lady Gaga and Disney had a baby. Yes. And yes. and it, you, if you know me, you know I love Lady Gaga. And I just... They almost look like they have like combed Hades wigs on. Oh, but there's like so many... There's like the shape of their hats and like their outfits are crazy and like just... Uh, this entire parade is amazing. So just to kind of rewind, just so if you are hearing this for the first time, when the pandemic hit and everything was like happening, I would turn on the video that Disney put out and it was a nine minute version. Well, even before that, we had seen that Magic Happens had debuted. Oh, yeah. And we, we were watching other people's YouTube videos of the parade. Yeah, and we're yeah. like, this is awesome. Well, I would literally have a glass of wine and dance in the living room and be like, everything is okay. Yeah. Everything is okay. But then, because I was so scared about what was happening. But like like I said, we were, we had, were already watching videos of this prior to that happening. Um, and then the world shut down. Right. And, you know, things were weird and things were scary. But as an escape, Disney actually started releasing videos online of their attractions, like really well done right. videos with high quality audio of their attractions. And they released a nine minute like best of of the Magic Happens Parade. And the music, as you can hear in the background, is super catchy. It's it's magical, if you will. Well, and then I started working from home. Yeah. And so I would get a 15-minute break and use at least nine of those minutes <laughs> to dance around in Magic Happens yeah. and sing to Simba while I was feeding him. And he'd be like, lady, take me out. I got to go potty. Um, it, but, just brought, it brought a little bit of happiness and normalcy to your to the very scary time that we were going through. Yeah. Like, I swear if it's been watched 10 million times, I've watched it at least 7 million. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I love that. Well... <laughs> Again, like Bill said, this parade only got a two-week run Honestly, because the world shut down. It deserves so much better. It's a stunning parade. And Disney has since taken down that video, which I've found odd, um, mainly because I think there's going to be a couple of changes. Well, what I was going to say was one day I went on my break to go dance to it, and I went to the video, and it was gone, and I was like, where did where did it go? Yeah. And I was like, I, I was so confused because like this was something I watched all the time. I, I wonder if they're gonna add scenes from you know like Encanto or something like that in there, or even just making subtle adjustments to the final song or final part of the song. I think final they're gonna add the Encanto. I um, really do. Where they are still sing Zippity Doodah, uh, which is very actively being scrubbed from everything. I, I think they're going to replace that. And as soon as Splash Mountain closes for good, that song will never be heard in a Disney park again. Um, but I think that's one of the changes they'll probably make for this. I think they're, I think the reason they pulled it down was, is to add new IP um, because now they almost get like a fresh start because it was only out for two weeks. Right. Um, and also to scrub some of the stuff, the Dumbo stuff, the right. zippity doodah stuff. Uh, and I think that that was why they pulled it. But I remember when they pulled it, I was like, well, now I have no faith in anything. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't even leave it up for me to dance to the for video, nine minutes. The video's gone. We thought maybe the parade was dead too, but 
here she is, rising like a phoenix from the ashes. I, can, can I just say something? <laughs> Good. At the end of this, like I was sitting there watching the end of the parks panel, just my eyes filling up with tears, thinking about the fact that I'm going to get to watch Happily Ever After, and we're going to get to go see the, my favorite parade that I've never seen in person. Yeah. It's happening. It's Magic happens. Magic happens is like... <laughs> if you will. Okay, they put so much effort into the music of this parade. The yeah. words, the composing, like just everything about it is magical and everything you want in a Disney parade. Mm-hmm. And when I finally see this, I'm just going to crumble into an Alex Mack pile of magical goo. Whenever we go, we have to watch it during the day and at night. Oh. It, it <laughs> can't just be one. It has to be both. <laughs> It'll be one of those things where you'll be like, Danny, where do you want to go right now? And I'll be like... Magic happens. Magic happens, please. <laughs> we already watched it four times on our trip. Yeah, let's please. make it a fifth. <laughs> um, but yeah, this parade is absolutely beautiful. Like I said, it's it's led by Magic Happens Mickey. Is is that his official name? No, that's just what I call him. Yeah, I mean that makes the most sense. But with that that Disney World 50th anniversary type blue and like silvery type look and um, Sorcerer Mickey type costume, which yeah. is so cool. Um, and then there's uh, other features are Coco um, with an incredible puppet of uh, the uh, Alibrije is what they call it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the big tiger looking thing with the wings. Right, the spirit animal. Spirit animal, yep. Um, and then a, a couple of really cool animatronics and Miguel is in the parade. Um, trying to think off the top of my head because I haven't seen the video in a while. Uh, you've got Frozen 2 featured. You've got Into the Unknown. You've got uh, well, you start with Sven Moana. running around. Moana, yes. Thank you. Moana and Maui and Hey Hey is, is like running around the parade in a, like a basket. It's the funniest thing. This is the best part. The end part. Yeah. I love this. Um, let's see what else. You've got Moana, you got Coco, you got Frozen Two. You got a uh, Sword in the Snow. <laughs> oh my god. Well yeah, this is this part here where Merlin is going at it, man. Did you already say Tiana? No, I did not. Thank you. That was yeah. the one I was thinking of. Tiana, uh, uh, Princess of the Frog, a very, very beautiful float. Um very, very cool. And then this part, the the finale, is uh epic where you've got Merlin and uh I don't even know what the kid's name is from Sword in the Stone. The kid from Sword the in the Stone. The one who pulls the sword from the that's, stone. That's his name. <laughs> that one. You um, get the three fairies, you get yeah. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty, because it's her castle at Disney World at uh, Disneyland. And there's this whole like troop of like the like I'm getting goosebumps right now. Um, like you've got like Peter Pan and the Blue Fairy and the yeah. Genie and like um, Tinkerbell and there's just so much magic in this parade. And yeah, I can't believe like it was so funny because they kind of like threw it out there and it was just such a like the magic habit's coming back, <laughs> moving on to the next thing. And like in hindsight, I'm like how I, I guess. People don't know this parade because they didn't get a chance to go see it. And I'm so glad they will. But again, that wraps up everything for us when it comes to everything that happened at the D23 panel. Uh, what did you think overall about this? Um, it felt like a lot of fluff to me, to be honest with you. Um, not a whole lot of new stuff per se was announced aside from a lot of meet and greets which I thought was interesting. Um, I'm excited to a point about that blue sky section because I think expanding Magic Kingdom is an awesome idea. Oh, it'd be amazing. Because 
with the with Tron opening and uh, the retheming of Splash Mountain, you know, Magic Kingdom only needs more e-ticket attractions and things to do that you haven't done for the last fifty years. Right. And so expanding Magic Kingdom, the only thing I thought was a little weird is the way they kind of said they're going to tuck it behind Big Thunder Mountain, which completely removes the original, you know, spoke design of Magic Kingdom, where the hub is there and then the five lands are spoking off of the wheel. Yeah. Um, if you have to go through Frontierland and buy Big Thunder Mountain to get to like these other three places, it'll be kind of an odd placement. But hey, if they're going to build it, I will go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, overall, I do agree there was a lot of fluff. I feel like there's a lot of... It's one of those things where there is a whole lot of fluff in what we heard but there's a lot of good parts in what we heard. And yeah, if, for sure. And as long as they, here's my biggest thing, as long as they follow through on like their spectaculars, because if they can replace Harmonious really well, if they do really well when Happily Ever After comes back and, you know, do well with that, if, um, you know, they can... You know, magic happen. All of these things make your visit to the parks, and I think that if they can make good on these, yeah, I think that um, it'll return a lot of that goodwill because there's nothing like a good cry after watching, you know, a good show, right? And just having the feels and having like you want to have that feeling when you go to Disney. You, you want you do you want to feel like you believe in that anything can happen, and you know, I think that a lot of these shows kind of inspire people and i think that bringing that inspiration back is a really big deal yeah so overall it was um it was a very exciting day because i always love watching these d23 live panels especially the parks panel because you just never know what they're going to say and you we love the parks and you know we're really looking forward to seeing what they're potentially going to add over the next three or four years and um, so very very exciting times um i enjoy the video josh tomorrow is such a great speaker um you know Bob Chapek gets a lot of grief about <laughs> everything. Um, some of the um, some of the issues, you know, can be blamed on other people too. You know, Bob Chapek doesn't control everything, but uh, Josh Demar does a great job um, at, at projecting and being like the face of the company. He's such a good, um, you know, a, a good candidate for that. Right, right. I totally agree with that. I I just think that overall, um, even though there was a lot of fluff, there was there were good bones in the d23 panel right. so to say exactly and i think that we're excited to see what's to come in the future yeah so we're gonna wrap it up here thanks for joining us for our episode of covering the d23 expos parks panel products <laughs> disney parks experiences and products panel uh, thanks yeah. for thanks for joining us for for our coverage of that. Hopefully, you're excited like we are about the things that are coming in the near future, and we will catch you next time, same time, same place, same podcast channel. <laughs> we will see you very very soon. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join our ever-growing following on TikTok. Head over to YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos and more. For one-stop access to all of our creative content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.